A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey, guys. Uh, Another week, and here we are getting to spend time together talking about horrible things. You know, um, today's episode is about the Black Death, one of the craziest and uh, deadliest things to have happened in human history, honestly. And, you know, it's a joke now, right? Uh, Many years have passed. And so whenever we get a little sick, a little sniffle, we think it's cool to be like, (laughs) you know, I'm sorry, uh, I coughed. I probably have the plague. Don't worry. (laughs) What if that was real, guys? We should stop kidding. After today's episode, you will never say that again. All right, so let's get to it. Here's what you need to know. The bubonic plague, or the Black Death, was one of the most catastrophic pandemics of human history. 75 to 200 million people are thought to have died, although the exact number is unknown due to poor bookkeeping in the Middle Ages. The Black Death tore through Europe from 1347 to 1351, and in those four years, it is thought to have wiped out one-third of its population. The Black Death was actually a bacterial infection believed to be caused by the bacterium Yersinia pestis. 
which results in several forms of the plague. It traveled from the dry plains of Central Asia along the Silk Road to Crimea. Then, it was most likely carried by fleas on rats that hitched a ride on merchant ships. Once they arrived at their European port, it was only a matter of time until it spread to the inhabitants of that city and country. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats In total, the plague may have reduced the world's population in the 14th century from 450 million to 350 million. I'm honestly more shocked about the 450 million world population. I mean, you compare that to today's population of 7.6 billion, and that's just absolutely insane. Why do we have so many people? It took 200 years for the population of the world to recover from its previous number. In areas such as Italy, south of France, and Spain, the plague is thought to have killed 75 to 80 percent of the population. There are three variations of the plague. There's the bubonic plague. That's when the bacterium attacked the lymph nodes. If you contract this one, you had a 30 to 75% chance of death. There's the pneumonic plague, where the infection is in the lungs. If you catch this one, you had a 90 to 95% chance of death. So, that must be the worst one, right? Wrong. Finally, there's the septicemic plague, where the infection is in the bloodstream. This one had a 100% mortality rate. From what I read, it also still has no cure to this day. And that's all you really need to know about the plague. Here we are. I have my good friend with us today, James Bladen. James, you are a germaphobe. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, yes, I am somewhat germaphobic. That is true. In fact, when you told me that we were going to be talking about the plague, I did a little reading because I didn't want to come in with the knowledge that I previously had, which uh-huh. is very little. <laughs> and I looked at it, and while I was reading it, I honestly started getting scared about getting the plague. Oh. Because it was talking about how it spread through Italy. Yeah. And w- and the family and I are taking a trip to Italy Perfect. In about a month, and I started going like, I hope it's gone because we're going to be in that spot. I Are you really... going to Sicily? Is that where you're going? No. I, I What I heard was that it entered through Sicily. Apparently, everyone in the boat was dead by the time it got to Sicily. It's crazy. I read I read a little bit too. And yes. Yeah. It, what, it was through, like you said, rats that got rats, on the ship. You know? I mean, we can start blaming people if you want right now, but we can also just... <laughs> You know, talk about your trip to Italy for one second and how you should be afraid uh, about all of the diseases you can contract while traveling. And I, yeah, I, the plague now is first on the list for me (laughs) because as you just said, it's not gone. In fact, my wife, Angela, knows someone who had the plague. No. Yes. I should have invited Angela. You should have. (laughs) But I, I kept it to myself because I wanted to come. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I didn't, you know, she was gone all today. I was going to ask her about that thing. But she told me that someone that she knows, I don't want to name names. Okay. Uh, but he had the, it was he. a he. It, it was, was a he. he. That's what we're getting. Had the plague. And apparently we do have, it wasn't the last one you mentioned because they had a way of curing him. He's still alive. Yeah. 
I, I, you know, I saw that online and I, I still don't even believe that that had a, I think at the time, of course, it had 100% mortality, right? Yes. But the fact that they haven't found a cure for this blood plague. I didn't know that. Insane to me. That's scary. I hope I'm not misleading anyone out there. And if I am, I'm sure I'll hear about it. So, Right. We invite your comments. Um, be sure to like and subscribe. But, but you, know, you know, we were quick to point out that it was rats, but it was really fleas, well, wasn't it? This is what we're getting we're to. Get, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get it. Okay. I mean, I love, feel free to blame as many people as you want. You know, yeah. we'll put them up on the board. Okay. Because uh, we, ha- we have a, a true and tried system of figuring out who's to blame, you know? Okay, So good. don't feel like you have to hold back. Okay. <laughs> I will not hold back. So I, I, let's just start off and put rats up on the board. Because okay. from what I've heard is, first of all, rats are disgusting. So they yeah. deserve to be up on a board. I think, I think rats should always be on boards. <laughs> Um, because of their disgusting nature. I, I would agree. Now, but how do you feel about mice? Not as disgusting. Not as but disgusting. But still disgusting. Really? I think disgusting with a period, and then rats, all caps, disgusting. Well, why are rats more disgusting than mice? Because they're bigger, and when they look at you, they have their teeth that they go... Yeah. Mice are more like dummies right they they yeah. use their little hands and they put them over their mouth and they're like <laughs> you know <laughs> i hope we have the illustrations up of rebecca doing the little hand movements because that adds a lot oh yeah yeah but i see what you're saying because they're larger they do more of the yeah teeth thing and they have those eyes that kind of glare at you right and they're not mice are not known for carrying diseases exactly so I don't know what it is about rats, but maybe because of the way they live, they're in sewers or they're going through garbage and they, they're going through Asia. Subways, exactly. They're getting on ships. So apparently these like merchant ships were a like cesspool of disgustingness and slash rats. Yes. Can right. I back it up slightly, Please. Rebecca? Yeah. Now from what I you may know more than you probably you do know more than hey, I do. I, I've I've <laughs> I finished the whole Wikipedia page. Okay. Because I read, that's what, we went to the same source. Yes. So from, correct me if I'm wrong. So in, what, Central Asia. Yes. They, there, and I read it was because of the climate was changing. Yes. I mean, I I was going to bring this up later, but we can talk about this now. The climate is changing. I was going to bring up climate change as one of the big, uh, the big people or things. (laughs) Climate change as a person. Yeah. Let's <laughs> personify it. Uh, he. Uh, he. he. <laughs> yeah. uh, he deserves to be on the board because uh, from what I read, there was this thing called the little uh, ice age. Little ice the age. The little ice age that could. <laughs> exactly. And it wasn't the big ice age, oh. right? It was the little one. Clearly. Okay. I mean, we wouldn't have survived the, the, the big real. One. Yeah, the big one. This was a little. There was a fun-sized ice age. Exactly. That didn't kill everybody is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But it brought the rats out. Mm. It brought the rats out because uh, the crops stopped growing. Oh, and then it would be really cold in the winter and really hot in the summer. Does that sound like oh. any trend to, Rebecca, <laughs> to the people me. out there? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so... So do we add? 
I mean, we can just go right ahead, Mr. And climate, climate change. change, because it is related to rats. So the rats leave the you know crops or the fields or the you know countryside, right? Right. And they go straight to the city. They've got no food. They go to the city because they know they can get good food in the city. <laughs> rats are just like people. <laughs> they <laughs> some go like this. Like people. Yeah. So, so if you wanted to argue, you could say that the rats were just responding. I guess this is part of our, our figuring it out. Yeah. But rats were responding to this, this climate event that put in motion them leaving. Yeah. So you could take the blame off of the rats that they, they weren't going to go out and spread the plague. I mean, let's not take blame off of anyone. Okay. All right. You know? Let's not rush to non-judgment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you got the rats and they're dirty and disgusting. The climate change is forcing them out. Yeah. And we hear, we read that it's because of fleas, right? Fleas. Fleas. Fleas on rats. Rat fleas. Oh. Have you ever heard of anything more disgusting? No. Because, by the way, do you have cats? I don't. I have dogs. Do you have, okay, do they, have they ever had fleas? Yes. It's disgusting. It will throw your life into a shitstorm. Right. When you find one. So. Y- yeah. And then they, they're so hard to get rid of. Yes. And if they're carrying the plague, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's going to want to wash that dog or cat if they have a, yeah. a plague flea on them? And fleas, you know, because of the way they jump, you don't even, you know, in your head that they jump. But in reality, you kind of look at them like they're disappearing, like they have the ability to teleport. Right. Which makes them really hard to kill. Yeah. And plus, if you get one in your hand, if you were able to actually grab one, you have to do this weird pinching move. Yes. To actually kill it and then drop it in the toilet. But you're not even sure that it's dead. Well, you are being way too risky by dropping it in the toilet. I have a technique about fleas. Oh, okay. I'm (laughs) learning a lot. You catch them. You catch them. You pinch them. You get tape, and you put it in the tape, and you close it, right? And then you can view the flea. It's almost like a slide. Oh, okay. Right? So like, like scotch tape yes, is best. Yeah, yeah, or, or packing tape. The, anything clear is preferred so you can okay. see, make sure it's there. Okay. Once it's in the tape, right, yeah. consumed in tape, then you, you are free to finish squeezing it and throw it out in the trash. That Your method is a lot better than mine. <laughs> And I'm changing my ways now. I'm so, glad you came. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, but yeah, fleas are disgusting. And then when you couple that with, from what I read too, they would, so the fleas are on the infected rats. Yes. We don't know how the rats get infected I to begin with. I think they get infect, infected from the fleas. Oh, the fleas have it first. They're we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look that up because I know there was a, a scientist. There was a scientist. <laughs> there yes. was one scientist <laughs> called Alexander Yersinius Ur- or something like that. I, I who I it's I named to... after? Yes. Yes, his name is Yersin Alexander Yersin. So Alexander Yersin is a badass, right? Right. And in the eighteen hundred or nineteenth century, there's a reoccurrence of the plague, and. He goes to wherever it's at. I forget. Japan. I think it was in Japan. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and he finds these fleas. Or I, China. I'm sorry, these. Was, was it in it China? China? I, I, okay. I want to say Somewhere China. in Asia. <laughs> we'll say Asia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he notices that, I don't know, somehow he takes notice of some rats. 
and he puts a rat in a cage like in his hotel room he watches it die because it, it's dying of the plague right. and then another rat that was perfectly healthy gets uh, uh put in the cage where the fleas then bite the rat right. my my information uh-huh. is telling me that it was the fleas who had it Ding, 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 ding. Which is what Rebecca was saying. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, maybe we should put my name with a star next to it. <laughs> but not on the blame board. No, no, but I, it'll be a side of heroes. Do you a have a... corner of heroes. Look, if you get something right, we'll put your name on there too with a little star. Oh, now this is an information I'm just learning. Okay, so your name is going under the words, the plague. <laughs> Okay. You got a little yeah, star got, there. Wow. My name, we've got James's name. Well, I now, have a star next to it. James has zero. Okay. You get the star from being right about something? Yeah. It, it's incentive. <laughs> Yours seem to be sort of self-appointed. Uh, sure. I mean, it's my podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't right. Know. <laughs> but can I self-appoint myself? Can okay. I go ding, 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 and then give my... When you get have something Amanda? right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so these fleas. I, I love to really make my guests feel at home and comfortable and uh, loved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When will that start? Uh, after after we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So we've got fleas who... Okay, this is what I wanted to talk about. Now, we think the fleas are carrying it, right? Yes. The fleas are also kind of a victim. Hmm. And I'll read something I found online. And this is from fleelover.com. <laughs> it's from you're dying of the plague.com. Um, okay, this is how the fleas worked, right? Mm-hmm. The mechanism by which Y. pestis was usually transmitted was established in 1898 by Paul Lewis Simon and was found to involve the bites of fleas whose midguts had become obstructed by replicating Y. pestis several oh Y. pestis several days after feeding on an infected host. So the blockage results in starvation and aggressive feeding behavior by the fleas, which repeatedly attempt to clear their blockage by regurgitating, resulting in thousands of plague bacteria being flushed into the feeding site, infecting the host. So the flea is suffering, too, because it can't get enough food. And so it eats, throws up, eats, throws up. On the skin of the host. I think into the bloodstream, right? Because they're biting. Well. And they kind of regurgitate on that bite, which goes directly into the blood. It goes into the blood. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well, that's not fair. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll let Rebecca? you have that one. Because this is a new thing we're testing out. The names the star with system? stars. <laughs> but I'll let you have that one. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, the flea is also a victim, if you think about it. Right, right. Um, Where so it's the you're you're saying it's the bacteria. That's what I'm getting. That at. It's really yes causing the Yersinia regurgitation pestis. Oh, wow! Is it going on the board? Yes. Can we please put your sinia pestis? Yeah, on there without a star, please, Amanda. No. The spelling of that. It's Y E R S. I-N-I-A-P-E-S-T-I-S. And that, that Yersinia is is the, the doctor's Yersin. name. Yersin. So let me ask you this. Were, if you were a doctor, 
Would you want the bacteria that caused the plague to be named after you? It's just such a good question. Such a good question. One of the best questions we've had. You can give him a star for that. Why? Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. I mean, the, the plague is named after you. So, like, if, if people were ever, if they were ever aware that that's the name, Yersinia pers. Pestis. Pestis, I think. It's yeah, she wrote it wrong. Pestis. <laughs> Is that the word where pest comes from? Yeah, must be. Okay. Yeah. So if you're familiar with it, I'm assuming maybe they were more when the plague was more popular. Uh-huh. That the guy would walk in and say like, hey, I'm Yerson. And then you, wouldn't you initially recoil against that? Yeah. Away from like, that guy oh, as fast as possible. Well, he's clearly been with rats that have been exposed to the plague. Right. I'm not coming near that guy. No. So I, I don't know what his deal in yeah. is. I wanted to put him in a category of heroes, but I'm actually going to not because of what you just said. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might I, be a scientist, but he's not. He doesn't have street smarts. He doesn't have street smarts. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know how to work a room. So I, okay, so I read this on Britannica.com because mm. <laughs> a, a very important website, Britannica.com. Yes. Um, the. Because I really want to make a case for this bacteria, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're very conniving. The way they you. work is very conniving. So they enter the blood, and it, they migrate to the lymph nodes. Okay, this is you know which the bubonic. This is the bubonic. Form. But I, I, from what I believe, they're all they all start as bubonic. Um, oh, interesting. So they're. I have a quick question, Rebecca. Yeah, I probably won't know the answer. Is it bubonic or bubonic? Oh shoot. Bubonic? I don't know. I think it's bubonic. It's not bubonic. <laughs> no. Well, do you have anything to back that up, Miss Amanda? Just my good sense. Well, I, I don't know. Liquid U is very uh, really prevalent like, in the 1300s. But it's like it, it affects the bubes, right? <laughs> or the bo- it, not the boobs. No, no right? it, see. But but I think boobs are. Uh, uh, the B O U version are the oh. lymph nodes. Oh, okay. They're, All right. Yeah. But the the spelling of bubonic is B U, right? Look, you'll call it bubonic. I'll okay. call it bubonic. Okay. And we'll have a nice. Let's variety call the whole for... thing plague. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Here we go. You're so... regretting this. <laughs> so okay, so they. Enter the bloodstream, they hit, hit up the lymph nodes, and then they're able to produce these proteins that disrupt the normal inflammatory response, and that prevents their digestion by infecting, uh, by infection fighting macrophages, okay? Mm, yeah. I, I, this is all sort of making sense. So uh, with the host's immune response weakened, the bacilli quickly colonize the lymph nodes, producing a painful swelling and eventually destroying the tissue. And then on occasion, they enter the bloodstream and the lungs. Vicious. Uh, Absolutely vicious. Um, Yeah, that's pretty intense. So uh, you're saying that the bacteria is the same, but it can manifest itself in a couple different, like like the same bacteria can enter, starts at the no- lymph nodes. Then sometimes it can enter the lungs for your, uh, I forget the name of that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Pneumonic? Pneumonic. Yeah. Pneumonic. Pneumonic? <laughs> <laughs> and then the blood one, which is, what is Septicemic. It? Septicemic. I, yeah. 
Right. Septa must have Sep- some blood uh, Greek or, or origin, like sepsis. Sepsis, exactly. Mm. I don't know. I'm just saying yes. <laughs> I've worked on a medical show, so <laughs> trust me. Um, right. Okay, so is, it th- is that right? Am I right in yeah, saying that yeah. it's the same bacteria? It's the same one. It just kind of like, uh, you know, hits up different locations, okay. if it can. If it can. Um, which, you know, we're talking about these little swollen lymph nodes. Do you know that that's what Ring Around the Rosie is about? What? Yes. Okay, so I... I I, feel a star coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Ring Around the Rosie is about, from everything I've read, is about the bubonic, or the Black Death, right? Because their their rings would pop up around the swollen lymph nodes that were rosy. So it's Ring Around the Rosie, pockets full of posies, because they believed that bad smells were what brought on the plague. And we'll talk about all the things they thought about. Mm. But they, they thought bad smells brought it on, so they would carry flowers with them, or good-smelling things. Ring Around the Rosie, pockets full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down, everyone's dying. Ashes would be, what, the burning of bodies or the cremation of... Some say it was like like they would burn, yeah, the, the things that were touched by people with the plague or, you know, and also like ashes, ashes is a, it's like a, a death, it's a death Ashes thing. to ashes, dust to dust. It's a biblical yes, reference. it's a biblical reference. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an awfully cheery tune to go with... I mean, comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to have a good sense of humor. So you're saying the plague plus time equaled that song. That <laughs> I, I know. I think the song came from that time. Came from that time. They started singing it back then. Wow. Um, Ring around the rosy pocket. Wow. That's yeah. pretty macabre. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to pause here and, and reference this uh, podcast I heard that really um, uh, describes the whole science part of this. Mm. Um, there's this Dr. Jenna McCarthy. Makosia, M-O-C-C-I-A, and she's a guest on this podcast called Caustic Soda, and they do an episode about the plague, and if you can just get past the guys who are, you know, talking nonsense and rambling, there's this, they have this guest who's this doctor, and she's really good at explaining how it all works. I gotta give that doctor a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) She's worth it. (laughs) From the, you know, 50 minutes I heard. (laughs) 50? Yeah, it was five like zero. a fifth. Yeah, they were able to talk about it for five zero. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, I was going to say there uh, another scientific explanation that I read uh-huh. had to do with um, the heavens, is what they said. Yes, you know of this one. I can tell. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I think this is a good time to maybe put up on the board um, poor science. Mm. Maybe poor science okay. should be to blame. Like, right. Yeah, um, because science, this was the 1300s. Yes. What we would call the Middle Ages. Uh-huh. And uh, they were not that advanced. I mean, I would say there was a lot of superstition, a lot of guesswork in the science of the day. So from what I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, they, it was what they called a conjunction of planets. Oh, yes. Yes. Is that, do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes. Okay. I read something about this. Um, okay. So they believe the plague was caused by pocket, uh, pockets of bad air released by earthquakes or by unfavorable alignment of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars in the 40th degree of Aquarius on March 20th, 1345. So they were, they had a horrible um, uh, bookkeeping and they had horrible science at that time, but they were able to see the planets <laughs> and, 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 and know the degree of which Aquarius was on on the specific date, which blows my right. mind. And so they looked up and saw that these planets were aligning, and they said, that's it. That's what's causing this. So they thought that because of that, it was causing, I think, an all-around pestilence in the air. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's yes. what they said. <laughs> A pestilence in the air. And that 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 the cause of it was that I don't know how planets lining up would cause this to happen well, I have... is it like ast astrology basically caused the plague yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we i mean have... we should we could put bad astro or, or, or I, good astrology actually led to <laughs> i think astrology falls under bad science so. okay bad yeah science. that's a good pseudoscience call. yeah i i i yeah the, the the belief that it was in the air was a big one right like, hence bad smells which they weren't wrong because it was actually you could also get it from coughing or sneezing on someone. Right. It's very contagious. Yeah. Other things that they thought caused the plague were, uh, I wrote a list of these. Um, oh, these were remedies. These were things that they, they, um, oh, that they oh, thought I'm, would, that they thought would that cure they it. They thought would cure it. Oh, yeah. Boy. Because, the, you know, they thought that this was like punishment for sins, you know, from God. That was a, a big thinking. Yes. And we should definitely talk about that as being. Okay, I mean, did God is God to blame for the plague, or are our sins to blame for the plague? I mean, I would state it another way. I would say that the belief that the belief that God is sort of in control of it all would tend to make people think that He is sending it. Yes, and therefore, 
which I think causes, tends to cause a disbelief in science. Not that the science was very good. No. But it tends to make people choose that over science. As for what, what does man know? I'm sure at the time that mm-hmm. people thought maybe they're being punished. That, that God sent plagues in the Bible. That was like... Yeah. So why so w- w- why would he not be in charge of this one, is my question. Honestly, it makes logical sense. Yeah. And so I think because of that, people probably thought, you know, they tend to th- be fatalistic when those things happen and say, like, if God is sending this, I-, I can't run and hide from it. He's going to kill who he wants to kill with this plague. And so you might not take precautions... <gasps> Good point. Because of that. I, look, that it's up one. on the board. It's happening. It's number We're six. We're going to, you know, it's okay. number six. Um, so here are some of these. I found these really fun. So these are cures, right? Okay. Trying to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> They felt that maybe the opposite, if you were dour, <laughs> that that brought on the plague. And so being happy would somehow get rid of the plague? Yes. Avoiding bad thoughts. Wow. That, was, that goes hand in hand. Drinking good wine. They thought that would cure it. I mean, that so makes more sense. You wish? <laughs> that makes more sense to me because they're thinking it's something inside you, and wine is a spirit. <laughs> and if you drink it, you feel happy. Well, well, that's true too. <laughs> but also, it's like you know, maybe it heals from oh, the inside. Yeah. It's it's this uh, stuff again, biblical Jesus yes. turning water into wine. Maybe it had a, a a medicinal value. Yeah, and then when you wake up the next morning, hungover, you're like, wow, that wine really worked through my body. It really yes. battled it battled the disease. Yeah. Well, another one was uh, avoiding eating fruit. I'm not sure why. Avoid eating fruit. Putting fragrant herbs in beverages. Um, uh, my, this is my favorite. Not abusing the poor. Does this have to do with religion at all? I mean, did he think, did, were people thinking that, again, God was punishing us, therefore do like what Jesus said? Yeah, I think follow, I think follow what Jesus said and not abuse the poor. Let's remind ourselves. Let's stop. I know we all love to abuse the poor. Yeah, I mean, don't take away my favorite advice. <laughs> but maybe let's not do that for the time, uh, you know, just until the plague's over. Yeah. <laughs> then you can go back to it. But for right now, please just ease up. So, I mean, those are just some fun things that, you know, they did to try and stop it. None of this had to do with science. No. And and so at the 1300s, did they even, they, did they even have the... The knowledge of what bacteria was? They had no, no. microscopes? I'm... Uh, could, well, they could see the stars. That's so... a telescope. <laughs> they had scopes. <laughs> or the planets. <laughs> I mean, I I guess they had eyes. They did have eyes. Yeah, and that was... Uh, microscopes seemed to have been invented in 1590. Wow. Right, so they did Green. not have that. Yeah. So they, they didn't even know probably that bacteria existed. In fact, I think I did read something where they said... Hygiene, and it was probably coinciding with the, with the microscope, hygiene was not, good hygiene was not invented yet. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it had soap not been had of. just come out. <laughs> right. Soap had come out in like 13, uh, oh, 11th century. But uh, only, it was expensive, and so only the rich had soap. And were they, and was it for people, or were they using it to clean like other things? Good question. I mean, it seemed like, if that came out in the 1500s, the microscope, that seemed to coincide with when they said hygiene really kind of began to Took off. Take, take hold. Yeah. 
which makes sense. Like all of a sudden they're like, they, they, somebody had the bright idea of sticking some stuff under the microscope and said, hey, there's lots of live stuff in here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is what's ailing us. Right. You know? Um, I, I mean, you just made me think of a, a good one that I think we should put on oh. the board. And before we do that, I do believe I'd need another star next oh, to my yes, name. Sure. Um, I'm just going to ask for uh, yes. the backup uh, evidence of what, which one are you referring to that was a star-worthy comment? Oh, um, I said the something. Ring the oh, Ring Around the Rosie. Yes, yes. Oh. Yes. Was yeah. that it? Okay. Yeah. There was something you should have gotten a star for that you no, said. I, I think he was ramping up right now to give himself a star. <laughs> <laughs> yes you're denying <laughs> I me a said, star in the okay. <laughs> i'll give it to you it's because i said you reminded me of something that i think we should put on the board and okay fine let's give james a star um poor <laughs> boy my stars are real begrudgingly given <laughs> that's what i'm learning you wow. guys like me out there right you love my personality i'm like really fun to hang out with <laughs> no question no question <laughs> Um, so yeah, poor sanitation. Yes. Medieval times were filthy. They were filthy. They didn't realize that you can't have disease ridden animals and, and probably uh, waste, human waste and animal yes. waste all over the place. Well, I read that, uh, this is something they used to do. They would take uh, human waste and their trash and just throw it out the window. That's how they <laughs> clean their houses. That's how they got right. rid of things. Right. So the streets... We're filthy. Right. You would have a, I would guess maybe what was a chamber pot. Yeah. Is what they would call it. And then they would, if you lived on the second floor, you would just open up your window. There's a street down there. You just dump it out. <laughs> and that's insane that they really didn't see that as being problematic. Do you know what I mean? Just, the, you would think that, I don't want to get gross, but there's the smell of it. Yeah. It's there for a reason. God put the smell there. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're a very religious I'm real, person. I got real religious. <laughs> but the smell is, is the, the, the signal to us that, well, let's say evolution put it there to say, no, That's don't really... be around this. That's really smart. Don't ingest it. Yeah. So, you know, disgusting time. People didn't shower. Right. You know, because... Well, when was the shower invented? Not until much later. They, I think the only they bathed. way that, that they bathed in a in a river or a stream, mm -hmm. or like they got a bucket from the river and used a cl washcloth, and that's how they bathed. Yeah. Unless you were rich, I think the tub wasn't invented until around that time. But uh, the first shower was um, around eighteen fifty. Shower and but, then tubs uh, before tub. that, probably. 1400s? Uh, yeah, something like that. That's a complete guess. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing in 100 years. But that years was for the rich people. Yes. So your commoners, they're not they're not bathing in tubs. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like bathing was really a thing. Well, they thought that if yeah. if uh when you bathed, it would open up your pores and that would make you susceptible to disease. And that's not a bad line of thinking. You agree. I agree that 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 makes sense. Because it does, they knew enough to say that your pores open, which is true, right? Yeah. And you might think that stuff enters through the pores. It does. I mean, they knew that, but they didn't know so much. They didn't know so much. <laughs> Can you imagine how awful? I mean, we're basically outlining why it was so awful to live back then. I would never want to live in any time other than this time. <laughs> and that's what they were saying, probably, because they're like, remember, you, you you know, remember reading about the 300s? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> and how little they knew. They don't read. <laughs> right. I'm wondering, you know, people are going to look back on our time and go like, how awful yeah. to live in the 2000s. You know, I feel like we have a lot of good stuff up on the board. Yeah. Um, but before we kind of figure, you know, you know, start crossing things off the list, I just want to talk about groups, groups of things things slash people who were blamed that shouldn't have been blamed. Okay. So this is a okay. little portion of this episode because I found it very um, <laughs> valuable. We should They deserve a shout out is all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Jews. So They were blamed. Yes, they were blamed. Um, a classic uh, group to persecute. Of right? course, of course. Um, many Jewish communities were destroyed. And in Strasbourg alone, in February of 1349, 2,000 Jews were murdered. Now, they were blamed for poisoning the wells. Literally poisoning, poisoning yes. the wells. I'm pretty sure that's where that saying came from. Poison the well. You should, yeah, they poison, don't poison the well or yeah. whatever that is. So they thought that Jewish people were going to wells intentionally putting plague in it. Yeah. So that other people would die. Yes. It wasn't that Jewish people were dying of the plague and they thought like, wow, they're spreading it around and... <laughs> No, exactly. Because wow. everyone was dying. It's right. Not like you can't pin they... it on one group. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they weren't dying and then poisoning the well, you know? Wow. So, of course, they were persecuted um, and they were blamed. Uh, other people who were blamed were people with skin diseases. Mm. So, like leprosy, psoriasis, and like even acne. Um, they thought Rosacea? that. Yeah. Wow. You would have been blamed. They would have killed you yeah. if you had rosacea uh, because they thought it was kind of like spreading through the, you know, skin because, of course, some of them had gangrene and, you know, the lymph nodes. It's all ugly. What if you just had combination skin? Do you know what I mean? Like oh, an oily T-zone? <laughs> then then <laughs> you'd be borderline. Okay. It depends on I'm glad I your... didn't live back then then. <laughs> Um, and then the last thing that was blamed, uh, last group that was blamed, were cats and dogs. So they were thought to spread the disease, and they were killed in mass. And this made the rat problem worse. Oh, oh. fools! Now, but wait, but fleas do go on animals. Were were dogs not? Dogs and cats not spreading it? I, I don't think the... I guess there are particular rat fleas. I, I might be... Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, there's I think a you're specific right. breed of fleas that loves uh, That live rats. on rats. Yeah. People were obviously desperate to figure out what was causing it, and they were just misinformed. Yeah. I mean, you think I'm being judgy or blaming. I do. You know? <laughs> but imagine me back then. I would have been a monster. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. I don't know that much about the plague, but what happened when you got it? Like, how long did it take? Was it just like a really bad flu? Yeah. I think, I think from what I read, it took very short. It was like five to seven, five to seven days yes. and you'd be gone. I think it took a few days um, for it to come out in your... So you could have gotten it like two days ago. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you start feeling sick. And it was like flu-like symptoms, like diarrhea. But like also vomiting blood. Vo vomiting, yeah. Well, that came after. That was actually... So it started off with flu. So like... Um, dizziness, sleep, uh, fatigue, um, I, diarrhea. <laughs> I, know, I know I keep saying diarrhea, but <laughs> vomiting, you know, flu. But then, then that's the, when the lymph nodes would pop up. And then if it went to your lungs, it was like dying from, uh, not consumption, but what was the other one that people died from that where they coughed up blood? Cholera? 
No. Um, uh, tuberculosis? Uh, one of those. It, Moulin Rouge? She dies from it? Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, TB I, is associated with coughing, I think. <clears throat> but uh, I, I'm not totally sure. But I do know that, that the bubonic plague, it was like because you would get these sort of things around your lymph nodes in the in the like your kind of groin groin yeah. area but also the reason they called it black death was because it would turn literally turn black around your i mean i i, yeah. I saw a picture of somebody's fingers yeah that the it turned extremities black. The, the extremities would turn black i think that was the septicemic version okay so if it got in your bloodstream then it would gangrene you'd get gangrene you turn yeah. black i mean oh. it was ugly Oh, so according to the internet in Moulin Rouge, uh, Nicole Kidman plays Satine, a courtesan who looks great while suffering from a cough caused by consumption. 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 So, yeah. And uh, I forget when Moulin Rouge took place, but <laughs> the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Moulin Rouge epoch. But I don't think there was a plague back then. Um, no, I think that was li- the Moulin Rouge time was later. Was Later, 1800s or so. But, yeah. you know, the plague kept resurfacing. That it was did. the big thing. Right. It kept coming back. I mean, like you said, it still exists. Yeah. We just have, I guess it's antibiotics. Yes. To, to deal with it, except for the septicemic one. From what I read, I hope I'm not wrong. But it, it's very rare that these surface, please tell me. My my guess is that it it um doesn't have time to become septicemic because you treat it before. Oh, 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 okay. That's my guess before it gets into the bloodstream. I, again. I think you're I, think I you're call right. them baby doctors. So <laughs> <laughs> No, you call them gynecologists. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> um okay, so let's all right. focus and get down to the nitty-gritty. Who is to blame? We've got rats. Climate change, fleas, Yersinia pestis, bad science, belief in religion, and bad hygiene. That's seven. Um, just so you guys know the tally of our stars, I have two stars and James has three stars, which is I didn't even I'll notice to live that. With. <laughs> wow. Um, so we, I think we can start off by kind of uh, crossing out maybe, I don't want to take away belief in okay let's do it this way off the bat tell me your gut feeling who's to blame oh who is to blame for you just gut i'm going to say i want to say fleas wow i was just gonna say we should cross fleas off really (laughs) yeah because again i think they were victims i I mean yes i i guess so but i'm i'm trying to think that the Yersinia pestis, right? which was the bacteria, was sitting there, not doing anything. Mm. And it would have stayed there had not something come along and started moving it, started right. transmitting it. Right. So the plague is was it getting to people and killing people. Uh-huh. The plague was not just that this bacteria was living in a field in Central Asia. Uh-huh. But it was in a rat. It was already in a rat, Right. Where was this bacteria? <laughs> I think it was nesting in the ground. It was someplace not moving. It was it was a bacteria. It was forming somewhere. Okay, so the first time it came, the plague appeared was in like five hundred and forty one uh, A.D. with like Justinian, the emperor, who oh. 
got the, uh, I forget where he lived, <laughs> Justinian the first, but like 10,000 people died. And he also got the plague and didn't die, which kind of reinforces God status. Yes. Um, but so it, it's been, ha- uh, the, the bacteria has lived for a long time. If that was the first plague. True. It seems to me that it's, uh, I just Googled it. It's kind of a cycle. It's like there's bacteria, there's fleas, there's rats, and they're all just like cycling. Ugh. But mm. yeah, yeah. Right. Chicken and egg situation. And it's when those fleas slash rats get brought into contact with people yeah. in close quarters that it becomes the plague in, in the sense that if it was just living on rats, rats and fleas and stuff like that, we wouldn't be talking about it particularly. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Because I remember also reading that there was two, the, they, the fleas have to have two sets of um, <laughs> thing rats. Basically, the rats that are resistant to it, which can transmit it and stay alive. Right. And then the rats that are not resistant to it, so they'll die. And then those fleas move to the other it's, rats. It's a high-maintenance flea. It's, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> so you're thinking, take away fleas because you, you feel sorry for the, well, the flea. Yeah, just because they suffer too, but... Maybe I'm just be I'm being like too soft. I mean, because not to tell you your own show, but you're saying who's to blame, not who is unaffected. Mm, mm. Or, or you know what I mean, like like who is who is completely well, gu- like they could be suffering but still be to blame. Okay, I I think I understand what you're saying, and I think that what maybe we want to do is do a, a threesome. I don't think one of them. Can well, wait, let's stay on this topic. Exist without the, <laughs> the, without the other. Okay. Okay. I think it might be a rat flea Yersinia pestis combo thrown, and then you throw in. Oh God, everyone is to blame. Cli- I was going to say climate change, but then I looked at bad science, and I was like, you throw that in. Well. I'll say I would be in favor of removing bad science and bad religion uh-huh. and bad hygiene. I think those are all things that came later in the chain. Yeah. And I, maybe maybe added to its spread, but didn't cause it. Yeah. It Let's go ahead and strike those. Uh, I do agree with you. I, I'm just, what's shocking to me is that this has been the hardest one of all of these. It's not an obvious one. Right, because let's say rats, I think we're both saying that rats, fleas, and, and the bacteria itself kind of had an equal hand, and they yeah. were kind of a, in a symbiotic relationship, that you take away one of those, and it wouldn't have happened. Yes, and if climate change hadn't happened, the rat would have been in the field. The rat would have stayed where it was. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think we're down to those two things. I think we're, we're grouping those things, which are all working together. Mm-hmm. in unison and climate change. The, the, those two, let's say that we, would you agree that we have those two yes. left? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we're saying that the thing that was carrying it is one thing and the th- thing that caused that thing to move okay. is the other thing. I've made up my mind. You have? Yes. I think climate change because it the flea rat bacteria combo would never have happened if it hadn't if climate change hadn't forced them it would have happened locally i think right but not like a big uh, such a large scope like they would have stayed in that field where no people were around had the weather not changed yeah and pushed them out of their comfy plague-ridden area 
I, I agree with you. Wow. I, I think I agree with you. <laughs> Climate change, and it's very topical. I know. <laughs> So I know all the websites out there say, you know, the the Yersinius pests, the fleas, the rats, blah, blah, blah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Climate change. Climate change. <laughs> Climate change cl- caused the plague. Yeah. So I think we solved it. I think I'm ready to send climate change to the alarmist jail. Did you hear that sound effect? A, a door slam? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're brutal We get to here. act. Yeah. We get to put it away. So so how long does climate change have to stay in the alarmist jail? Oh, I mean, it'll it'll get out. That, that This is the thing with climate change. You put him, you put him in jail and is he's he? going to find a way to get out. Oh. <laughs> He'll be back. I, I assure you. Of yeah. That. Well, thank you so much, James. I'm so glad we got to the bottom of the plague, of the Black Death, and uh, you've done everyone out there a justice. I really wish you the best uh, in Italy. And I would say just please quarantine yourself for a few days when you come back, just in case. Absolutely. Since the 14th century, science has come a long way. For instance, now we have antibiotics. If you were to contract the plague and you caught it in time, you could just pop an antibiotic and you'd probably survive. But the plague still exists in parts of the world. The last time it popped up was in 2013 in Madagascar with 119 confirmed cases and 40 deaths. So you better wash your hands. If you guys have any thoughts, comments, or corrections, feel free to email me at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to vote for Who's to Blame on our website, thealarmistpodcast.com. It's going to take you to Facebook. Just relax. Next week, tune in for a delicious treat. We'll be talking about the Donner Party. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.